In this video, we're going to be talking about the deadly sin of gluttony. So far, we've talked about pride, sloth, and now gluttony. And many people immediately think of Thanksgiving dinner, right? You just eat too much and people joke about loosening their belt buckles or needing to wear yoga pants or something else like that, which means you eat too much. That's generally what people think of when they hear the sin of gluttony, eating and drinking too much, which is true, but it's so much more than that. And I'd like to say that gluttony is more than that because it's a gateway sin. It's like a gateway drug. It's like a gateway sin that leads to more sins, bigger sins. And in fact, these more serious sins can even lead to mortal sin. So this is a very dangerous sin in the fact that it leads to other sins, big sins, that can really harm or even destroy our relationship with God. Now, before I address this, there's a common misconception that God doesn't want us to be happy. He's a killjoy. He doesn't want us to have any fun. So he just says, no, 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 thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But really, the opposite is true. Jesus says, I came that they might have joy and have it more abundantly. So Jesus came to give us joy. He wants us to be joyful, but he also wants us to be holy. The problem is, we don't know what brings joy. We shoot for and reach for things that give us a fleeting happiness at the expense of a longer-term misery or consequences that are going to hurt us. So one might think of the example of like candy. If you give kids candy, they say, yeah, I want candy. But what happens? They think it's a good thing. And it is. Candy's good. And they eat it. And they're happy. But what happens? They pig out on it, and all of a sudden they eat too much, and their stomach hurts, so they have a short-term joy and a long-term misery. You know, their stomach hurts for quite a while, and it's going to take a long time to digest, and they learn that they can't pig out on candy. So what seems like a harmless little thing, just eating candy, but doing it too much and overindulging gives negative consequences, which actually hurt us. How many of us have just wanted to sit around and watch a little TV just to relax and rekindle our strength so we can get back and have energy to do what we need to do? But we don't just watch a little TV. We binge watch TV, and we watch more than we should, and we don't really feel like getting up and so we just keep watching and watching. We overindulge in entertainment and then what happens? Well, now we're more tired than before. We've devolved into sloth. We don't feel like doing our duties. We're not going to do those things we once did because we don't feel like it anymore. And so we don't do what we're supposed to do because we're tired. We're lethargic and sloth and gluttony kind of go hand in hand and one leads to the other. Too much gluttony leads to sloth and sloth leads to bigger sins as we saw in the last video. So many times when we do something too much or in the wrong way, we're seeking happiness, but it often has the opposite effect. Now, God wants us to be joyful. He wants us to live a full life, but God wants us to enjoy the right things in the right way, at the right time, and in the right amount. Gluttony is overindulging in something, usually food or drink, but could also be entertainment and other things as we're going to see. And when we overindulge in these things, we're not using them for God's glory. We're treating them as idols and they become idols in our life. In a sense, it becomes slavery. We become slaves to food and drink. They control us. We don't control them. Even for many of us, social media and entertainment have control over us. We can't control it. How many of us 
us just want to check something on Facebook or we want to catch up on somebody's status. And so we go on for this one thing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, before we know it, we're scrolling for a half an hour. We don't even want to. We don't even feel like it. But now we can't stop. And we're just going and going and going and overindulging, overindulging, overindulging. And now we're getting into other things that could be problematic. Maybe for some people, it's now I'm scrolling the news. And I said, I'm not going to watch the news because it just gives me an anxiety and it just gives me, uh, it doesn't give me peace of mind. Or maybe for some people, well, now I'm stalking my ex-boyfriend. Or maybe now I've just been scrolling so long and now I'm just going to go check out a couple more websites. And now I'm looking at porn. I mean, it could be a whole lot of different things where this laziness in this overindulgence leads to different sins and we don't stop it at the right time. St. Francis de Sales says that true devotion to God is doing the right thing at the right time, in the right way, with great generosity and zeal and devotion for God. Gluttony is literally the opposite, and sloth is literally the opposite. It's not doing what we should at the right time, in the right way, that's sloth, or too much of one thing, or doing it in the wrong way, in an inordinate amount, that's gluttony. And once we gluttonize, it weakens our will, it weakens our spirit, and it strengthens the flesh, and we just devolve into sloth where we don't feel like doing things and we shirk responsibilities. We're lazy at work or we don't work at all or we don't do the chores or we don't feel like playing with the kids anymore or we start getting angry at our spouse and start, you know, getting uh, in a fight with them just because we're just in a bad mood now. We want to just be left alone because... We've been doing all these other things that have weakened us, and now we're just cranky. <laughs> and there's a whole slew of different faults that stem from not doing what we're supposed to be doing and doing things we're not supposed to be doing. Pizza is like my favorite food, and eating pizza is great, but what if you house an entire pizza? What do you feel like doing after? Nothing. So you just sit on the couch and relax and veg out for a long time because you ate too much and now you're slothful. Now you don't feel like doing anything. And so you don't. And so it's a cycle that perpetuates itself. Gluttony takes something good and it abuses it. It takes something good and it uses it in the wrong way, in a way that we become slaves to that thing. Gluttony and greed are very closely tied to detachment, which we'll talk about a little later. But when we are detached, we love God for his sake, and we do everything on this earth out of love for him. But with gluttony, we do things out of love for us and out of laziness and just overindulging because we don't know how to control ourselves or live a temperate and moderate life. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 that the flesh and the Spirit war against each other. We were born again of the Spirit. We were supposed to be thinking of heavenly things, praying and searching out God and thinking of the things of heaven, but all too often we are of the flesh, of our passions, down here, thinking of worldly things, thinking of things to fill our passion, lusts and pride and greed and envy and all these things that don't bring us to God and actually destroy the Spirit of God in us. Again, it's a slavery, but the flesh in the spirit war against each other. And in fact, Jesus said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's the spirit that strengthens us, that helps us to do what's right and helps us to do the things of God and the things that are holy. It's the flesh that weakens us, that makes us slaves. It keeps us from doing what's right. And it really makes us slack off and really walk the opposite direction of what we're supposed to be doing. And toward the things of God. This comes from the Bible, Galatians chapter 5, 17 to 22. 
And it says the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, uh, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, contentiousness, jealousy, outbursts of wrath and anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresy, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I have told you beforehand, and I tell you again now, that those who practice these things will not enter the kingdom of heaven, whereas the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there are no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified their flesh with the passions and desires, unquote. So the Bible is so clear that these war against us, they attack us. They're like pestilences, like those little insects that eat away at plants. Well, these things eat away at our souls and they take us away from God. And it says people who live for Jesus and live for the spirit don't entertain the flesh and they don't live in the flesh, meaning we don't practice adultery and licentiousness and lusts and fornication and drunkenness and many of these other things, envy, dissension, wrath. The more in the spirit we are, the more close to Christ we are, the less we're going to be these things. And the more we are in the flesh, the more angry we're going to be, the more impatient, the more lustful, the more prideful, the more we're going to seek out the goods of this world and not care for the goods of heaven and so on and so on. And this is what gluttony does. It weakens our wills. It destroys our desire to do good and to seek God. And it makes us lazy and it devolves us into sloth. And it really, it overuses things or it uses them in the wrong way. So the more we overindulge some Thing or use it in the wrong way and not for the glory of God, it starts to become an idol in our life and it weakens our flesh. Notice, these things aren't bad. They're not bad. They're good things used in excess or too much or in the wrong way and not for the glory of God and not in moderation, which is the corresponding virtue. Another aspect of this is not just doing what we should but doing it at the right time and in the right moment and in the right way. Now, another aspect of this gluttony, taking too much, and one of the biggest, probably the most serious aspect of this are serious sins like drunkenness. Drunkenness is a mortal sin. And in fact, it's so serious that the Catechism of the Catholic Church and the Church itself lists it under commandment number five, which is murder. Every time we get drunk, we murder, in a sense, ourselves, which is why if you heard Paul in the Bible in Galatians chapter 5, it says drunkards or those who are drunk will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And it puts them on par with idolaters and fornicators. Drunkenness, I mean, so many people just get drunk, but it's a serious sin because it kills us. And we take far too much alcohol for ourselves to the point where we are not ourselves anymore. We lose our capability, our rationality many times, and we become someone different. Think about someone you know who's drunk. 
Uh, maybe they start yelling or they get really, really loud, or maybe they get really quiet, which is unusual for them. And they just, you know, hide out in a corner. They don't talk to anyone or they look for fights or they just start getting argumentative or, you know, look at people when they're drunk. They're not the same person. And sometimes you don't even want to be around them. And in fact, I know a man who is so nice and he would give you the shirt off his back. He would give you anything, the nicest guy. But when he drank, he would become like this huge bear and he he would steal cars and he would hurt people and he's in prison for life for doing stupid things when he was drunk because he was not himself. And he ended up dying in prison, in fact, and all because of the consequences of his actions of drinking too much. And when we drink too much, there are infinite amount of consequences that harm other people around us. That's why in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, again, in another place, Paul says that homosexuals, idolaters, drunkards, fornicators will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So this is a serious sin and gluttony is leading people straight to hell through it. I mean, how many people die in a drunken stupor? How many people die when they don't have a chance to get to confession or repent and they're doing these big sins and then they just die. Literally, gluttony is leading people to hell in many different ways. That's why it's called a deadly sin. And it has so many other effects. It literally takes away our God-given reason and ability to make good, critical thinking decisions. Like, it's important to have that, and we throw that away. We, even other certain things, like smoking weed, that impairs that as well. But when we are fully drunk, or if we're fully high, we lose ourselves. We kill ourselves and who God made us, which is why it's against the fifth commandment. And we sin against others, too. It unleashes a whole multitude of sins. People often swear more and curse more. They often fight more and really just pick fights. I mean, especially when we're trying to go home from the bar and someone says, I'll drive, and they try to fight the person who's trying to take their keys and save their life because they're not in control of themselves. It often leads to sexual sins, even sexual abuse sometimes. It leads to domestic violence. It leads to making a fool out of yourself, disgracing yourself, taking away your good name. I mean, the way you act drunk and the way you act in person normally are two different things oftentimes. And many times we embarrass ourselves and disgrace ourselves when we're drunk, which is below our dignity as a person. Likewise, if someone coaxes you to get drunk, if someone keeps getting you to drink, come on, drink, you got to drink, it's your birthday, it's your 21st birthday, or it's a, you're getting married or whatever, if they coax you into that, then they are guilty of the same sins because they are leading you to that and they share a responsibility in that. So these are all very serious sins that we have to be aware of. Now, some people might say, yeah, but I don't eat too much or I don't drink too much. I'm good with that. So I don't commit gluttony, but they don't realize that there are other ways to commit this sin as well, such as really being overly, overly finicky and picky. Like you won't eat anything unless it's prepared in a certain way. You won't eat anything that's beneath you. You have such a high standard and a high spoiled rotten nature that you won't, if something even is like slightly malprepared at a restaurant, oh, you return the whole thing and I want it redone right now. And that's the way we are. And that is actually the sin of gluttony, they tell us as well. Now, if you want to work on this vice, this deadly sin, you need to work on the corresponding virtue, which is temperance or moderation, doing things in moderation, not overindulging in things, which is a huge sin of our generation. We just love to overindulge in technology, in social media, in our work, in food, and so many other things. We overindulge in these things and it only hurts us and leads to many more sins. The minute we love something for its own sake, 
it becomes sinful and it's gluttony. The minute we overabuse something, the same thing. See, Paul said, I do everything I do for the glory of God. Whether I live or die, everything I do is for him and out of love for him. And that is the attitude that we must have in life. Many times we love things and we kind of love God on the side. Well, we really got to love God above all things and use all things for his glory to serving him or others in some way. Now, moderation, temperance, similar to sloth when we talked about that. We said do one or two things every single day that you don't feel like doing because if you're lazy and you don't do what you should, this is going to help motivate you, give you discipline, and help you do what you need to do in order to be virtuous and be holy. So likewise with gluttony, you want to do one or two things uh, a day or maybe a few things a week to help purify yourself of gluttony. So if you overindulge in social media or food or work or whatever it is, you need to dial it back the opposite direction and have little fasts in your life. So maybe it might be disciplining yourself and not letting yourself be comfortable. That's what gluttony is. It's like over comforting ourselves. It's over warming the flesh and we need to purify the flesh to bring about the spirit again. So maybe it's showering a few times a week in cold water, taking cold showers. Maybe it's giving up your favorite condiment or your favorite drink once a day or even three times a week. Maybe it's fasting on bread and water twice a week. Something that's going to mortify the flesh in order to bring out the spirit. When Jesus died on the cross, what died in a sense? What did he crucify? The flesh and all the sins of the flesh were crucified on that cross. And we must crucify our flesh and our passions as well. Now again, that doesn't mean we can't love things. We can't enjoy a meal because we can. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy taking a walk or scrolling on social media because we can. It doesn't mean that we can't find joy in doing everything throughout the day. The problem is when we overuse it and or do it in the wrong way where it starts to hurt ourselves and it's not joyful anymore. It leads us away from God and not to God. God, again, wants us to be happy and use things in the right way at the right time in the right amount. So if you struggle with this and you want to work on temperance and moderation, then check out our YouTube channel and look up our video on the power of fasting. We talked about how fasting can mortify the body so you can free your soul, free the spirit of God in you so that it can work in you. Because when we're spoiled, in a sense, when we gluttonize, when we overindulge in things, it's like a little kid who's given everything he wants and the parents never tell him no. And then when someone does, he freaks out and he throws a temper tantrum and we're the exact same way many times. And so we need to mortify that little kid in us. And we do that through fasting. So let's just say that you give up bread and water for a day. A thousand times a day, your body's going to be like, I'm hungry. Well, too bad. You're going to have to wait till lunch. Yeah, but I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in hours. Well, too bad. But my belly's growling. Too bad, too bad, too bad, too bad, too bad, too bad. A hundred times a day. And then after lunch until dinner. If you do that often, you are going to be telling your body, listen, you're not in charge anymore. You have to wait. I'm in charge. My mind, my will, my intellect, my strength. I'm in charge and I can wait. Yes, I'm hungry, but I'm going to wait. But I'm hungry. No, I'm going to wait. And the more you can say no, 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 and beat down that spoiled little kid in us, the more disciplined and the more spiritual we're going to be. And then when we come into situations of sin, we're going to have strength to resist them. I know I probably shouldn't do this with that girl. I know I shouldn't do this at that party, but I really want to. No, but I want to. Everyone else, no. You know, and we're going to have the discipline to say no if we mortify ourselves and are used to 
being in the habit of saying no and not just overindulging our passions. Literally, the road to hell is the road of comfort. Jesus said the road to heaven is hard. It's difficult to travel. It's narrow. Very few people find it. Whereas the road to hell, he said, it's wide. It's paved. It goes downhill. It's easy to travel and everyone takes it because you don't have to do anything. It's easy. So he said that is the road to destruction. So the road to heaven is one where we need to do something. And that is purifying our flesh and coming closer to God. Lastly, some people have things come out like they eat when they're bored. You know, I'm bored, so I'm just going to eat. Gluttony. Oh, well, I'm just going to have a drink because I can't socialize with someone. Well, gluttony, you're using them in a way that they're not meant to be used for. You know, anytime we have this false comfort, we need to comfort our bodies. We need to comfort ourselves in a wrong way. It's not from God. Well, I'm just depressed and this is how I deal with it. So I'm just going to keep binge eating or I'm going to go shopping and buy things or I'm going to go on an extra vacation even though I don't have the money to. And anytime we overindulge in all these things, we are going to pay probably immediately in some way, but it's going to have ripple effects into other areas of our life. It's probably going to hurt other people and it's also going to hurt ourselves. I know one person who came to play a game with us and he said it has to be quick and it really wasn't quick. He said, oh, well, I'm already late for work and I probably shouldn't be here anyways, but now that I'm late, I'm not going to go. I'll just, whatever, they can wait for me. So not only did he make the wrong decision to come when he didn't have time to, he stayed even though he needed to leave at that time. But he said, oh, I'm just going to wait a few minutes. I'm just going to wait a few minutes. I'm just, And then it was too late. And now people at work are going to suffer. He's going to probably get in trouble. And all of these effects, because he didn't do what he should at the right time, in the right way, and at the right moment. This is what we need to do. This is true devotion to God. And it brings freedom. It brings joy. It brings goodness. It brings happiness. And it brings holiness. It is the path to heaven. So moderation, giving up things, little fasts every day, maybe giving up social media three times a week, or maybe allowing yourself to only look at social media for 20 minutes a day, if that's your advice. If you're used to doing it for hours, maybe just 20 minutes a day and hold to that. Maybe if, you know, something TV is your issue, give that up four times a week, three times a week, two times a week. And in place of this, go pray, read the Bible, read good spiritual books, build relationships, do the things we're supposed to be doing in the first place that we often put off because we're gluttonizing and doing too much of other things so we don't have time to do what we actually should be doing. And as the last, last thing, every Friday, not just during Lent, but of the whole year, the Catholic Church says you have to mandatory, give up something on Friday. It doesn't have to be meat anymore, but every Friday throughout the whole entire year, we have to make a little fast. We have to give up something out of love for God. And they say, you can choose what you want to give up. So, you know, make something. If you don't pray, definitely pray on Fridays. I mean, you should be praying any day, anyway. But if you struggle with uh, a certain vice, give that up on that day. If you struggle with an addiction, give it up on that day. Mortify yourself on Fridays more days if you need to, if you really struggle with it, but at least on Fridays, give up your favorite food or give up a little snack or give up your favorite condiment. Maybe give up coffee for the day. Whatever it is, give up something and do it out of love for Jesus. He gave everything up out of love for you on the cross. Can you give up something out of love for him? Thank you so much for watching today. We really appreciate it. Please like and share this video. Sloth! 
pride, gluttony are destroying our culture, not to mention lust and greed and wrath and all of these other sins that are dragging people to hell. Please share this on your social media with others. And check out our new website, catholictruth.org. If you need a speaker, we'd be happy to come give you a parish mission, a Lenten Advent mission, confirmation retreat. We'll speak to youth group. Whatever you need, we will come to your parish or group and serve you. Also, check out our merchandise below. And if you would like to support us on PayPal or Patreon, we don't exist without your charity. So please consider supporting this ministry. And we thank you in advance. God bless you.